Hi, I'm David Rothkopf, the CEO of the DSR Network and host of the Deep State Radio podcast. Here at DSR, we have always believed that in a world as complex, fast-moving, and full of risks as ours, we all need access to the best minds. That is why we have created the leading network for expert podcasts on the issues of the day you care about. We go in-depth on politics, the law, national security, foreign policy, intelligence, defense, climate, and new technologies with regular and special guests that are the leading voices in their fields. We also offer daily updates on global news, our DSR Daily, and on a key story of the day through our partnership with the New Republic. That is why over a million times a month, people like you choose to spend time with our hosts and guests. Membership is what supports this, and members get special benefits, including bonus content in virtually all of our podcasts. It's a big deal, and it's a good deal. Our monthly membership price is going to go up for the first time in our history on March 1st. So now is the time you can lock in our founder's rate of just $5 a month. To do so, go to the dsrnetwork.com and click on membership. It's that easy, but don't delay. Today's rates will only be available for a few more weeks. Join us, support us. Go to the dsrnetwork.com right now. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another DSR Daily. I am your host for today, Riley Fessler, joined as always by the incomparable Chris Cottonoir. Chris, how are you today? I'm well, thank you. Well, Chris, do you want to get us started with your first story for the day? Yeah, sure. So uh, world leaders, um, including those from Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Spain, Ireland, Belgium, Germany and statements from the European Union and the United States are intensifying calls for Israel to halt its plans for a ground offensive in Rafah. We've been reporting, obviously, the Rafah story uh, in great detail over the past several days, um, but it's becoming a a very large humanitarian crisis uh, with people stating that these folks um, who have been displaced have nowhere else to go, and they're essentially cornered in Rafah and continuing to take fire uh, from Israel. Um, so far, Israel has not relented, and um, and, can, and this continues to be a story, uh, you know, that really pains me, um, just in terms of you know what's going on to these civilians. And and the 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 fact is this: they just have no other options. Um, so again, we'll we'll continue to follow the story and pay attention to it as it's uh, as it's developing. Uh, Riley, well, a story kind of emerged yesterday uh, when Representative Mike Turner, shout out uh, my old representative Mike Turner, who I did not vote for, but nonetheless, he kind of issued a very cryptic warning talking about a serious national security threat that kind of sent people into a bit of a tizzy and a bit of a panic wondering what this could be. And it seems like uh, we now know and that it is about Russian efforts to develop a space-based weapon, uh, specifically a 
anti-satellite nuclear weapon. Um, so this kind of information has come from reporting. And the report is that the U.S. has informed both Congress and our European allies about this intelligence, suggesting that Russia is seeking this type of weapon. Uh, <laughs> officials, to kind of ease the panic, have specified that it is not yet operational and you, that you should specifically not panic. So there doesn't seem like there's reason to worry yet, but it is something that Congress and our intelligence services are keeping an eye on. Uh, but I just think it's really strange the way that Representative Turner kind of went about this seems like he has circumvented some processes there, but curious if he'll face any blowback for this. Um, but something to follow. Chris? Uh, my next story covers sort of the world economies. There was uh, there were several news stories, um, the first of which was that Brit- Britain's economy entered a recession in the latter half of 2023. Um the GDP declined by 0.3% in the final quarter, uh, following a 0.1% contraction in the third quarter, uh, which had surprised economists who had forecasted a milder uh, decline. Separately, Japan entered an unexpected recession at the end of last year as well, and their economy has slipped behind Germany uh, to become the world's fourth largest economy uh, instead of the third largest economy behind China and the United States. Um, and then finally, this is all against the backdrop uh, where the United States, um, in terms of their economy, it was reported at the end of January, uh, fourth quarter growth uh, exceeded expectations uh, with a GDP annual growth of 3.3%. So a sharp contrast to other world economies. Um, again, a story that we need to pay attention to uh, as, as two very large economies uh, have contracted with the dreaded R word uh, attached to them. Riley? Well, I'm sure everyone uh, here in the U.S. saw this story of a mass shooting near Union Station in Kansas City um, at the conclusion of the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration, which resulted in 21 people being wounded, including at least eight children, uh, as well as the death of a mother of two. And this comes despite the fact that 800 over 800 police officers were present uh, at the location, uh, and it resulted in three individuals being detained, though we don't really know the motives yet. And the, the part of this that really interested me was the presence of so many officers. You know, one of the things we hear, especially about school shootings, is that if we just had more armed officers on location, these things wouldn't happen. And you know, it clearly is going to happen anyway, as evidenced by this. I mean, over 800 police officers and somebody still started committing this shooting. So the idea that making schools or other locations hard targets uh, instead of soft targets, uh, I, don't, I don't think that really holds water. I don't think it held water before. And I certainly think after this, it's a lot harder to justify why we need armed guards at schools if it's not going to do anything. I mean, I think the clear issue is still the guns themselves. Uh, and President Biden has urged Congress to do something about this in the wake of this incident. But, you know, how many of these have to happen before we actually take real action? Seems like it's just infinite. I don't think it's going to happen, but hopefully something will change. Chris? Uh, my final story covers tech. Um, Microsoft and OpenAI, OpenAI uh, came out with a report um, 
that suggested Russia, China, and other adversaries of the United States are leveraging the latest artificial intelligence tools to enhance their cyber espionage capabilities. Um, the report marks the first instance of, instance of connecting top government hacking teams with the specific use of large language models for tasks such as programming, translating phishing emails, and planning attacks. Um, it highlights the efforts of the Chinese government-affiliated hacking groups and groups from Russia, Iran, and North Korea in using AI to identify new espionage targets and develop cyber attack strategies. Um, pretty scary stuff coming out of uh, from Microsoft and, and OpenAI. Again, another story that we'll be paying attention to, um, along with some of the other tech stories we've been following that have kind of gone bit dormant uh, over uh, recent uh, weeks. Uh, Riley? So big news out of India, uh, their Supreme Court has ruled that the electoral bond system, which was introduced in 2017, uh, has is unconstitutional, uh, which is a big setback for Prime Minister Modi's party as they were the primary uh, beneficiary of this scheme. So what it is, because I, I wasn't familiar with this, is essentially it allowed donors to buy unlimited amounts of bonds from the state-run bank and donate them to political parties. Uh, so to get a sense of this, sent, uh, up until November 2023, individuals and companies bought 165.18 billion rupees, which is nearly $2 billion in these bonds. Uh, and Modi's party received over half of those. So this was a huge money-making uh, scheme for Modi's party. Uh, that has now been overturned, um, and it kind of makes me jealous uh, that they're making efforts to get unlimited money out of politics. I wish we could do that here to curb money in politics, but a great step for Indian democracy. Uh, you know, even if it wasn't only helping Modi's party, I think it's just a, a good to get this kind of funding out of politics. So that's all my stories today. Chris, anything else you'd like to add? No, that's all I got today, Riley. All right. Well, until tomorrow, we've got a ton of podcasts coming out. We have already two out this morning, uh, another one to follow this afternoon. So no shortage of DSR podcasts to listen to. Uh, but until tomorrow, see you then.